0: Mobile business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business
1: Plan from Bloomberg World Headquarters. I'm Charlie Pellet of the Dow, Higher S and P, Nasdaq, Lowers. Investors monitor Hurricane Irma. We are seeing crude oil pulling back today. West Texas Intermediate crude seeing its biggest drop in more than two months as the storm threatens to curtail demand for oil. WTI is down 3.2 percent to 47.52 a barrel. Gold up a dollar ten the ounce, higher by one tenth of one percent. The ten year down six thirty. Seconds yield there two point zero six percent S and P down a point down one tenth of one percent Nasdaq down thirty three down five tenths of one percent Dow Industrials up thirty the gain of one tenth of one percent I'm Charlie Pellet and that is a Bloomberg Business Flash
0: thank you so much Charlie Pellet it is eleven forty eight in the Bay Area and two forty eight on Wall Street it is time now for the Bloomberg commentary. The following is from Bloomberg View. Opinions and commentary from Bloomberg columnists.
1: I'm Megan McArdle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. The Southern Poverty Law Center has become the go-to source on statistics about hate groups. Unfortunately, their definition of a hate group is somewhat broad. It includes advocacy organizations like the Family Research Council, the Center for Immigration Studies, and the Ruth Institute, a family values nonprofit that recently had a payment provider cut it off as a result of the designation. Hate group isn't a scientific term, and the SPLC has a right to define it as they wish. But if they choose to use such broad definitions, then media organizations and others should not take that designation as a reason to make those groups pariahs. Treating local churches and conservative nonprofits as the equivalent to the Ku Klux Klan won't make social conservatives go away. It will just widen the already bitter cultural divisions in this country, especially if allegedly neutral institutions punish those on the wrong side of the divide. At a time when the country seems to be nearly at war with itself, we could all use a lot less hate. I'm Megan McArdle, a columnist for Bloomberg View. For more commentary, go to BloombergView.com or view Go on the Bloomberg Terminal.
0: This has been Bloomberg View. Bloomberg View commentaries can be heard every weekday at this time and also at 5.48 a.m., 8.48 a.m. and 11.48 a.m. Wall Street time.
1: There's only you and me and we just
0: disagree. Well, there's a lot of disagreement right now among GOP congressmen as well as between them and President Trump. Some of those uh, disagreements were outlined by Eric Wasson. He's a congressional reporter for Bloomberg News in Washington, D.C., and he joins us now. Eric, uh your, the latest sort of uh, evidence of the fraying in the relationships on Capitol Hill is this article that you wrote about Conservative House Republicans hissing and groaning at Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin. What happened?
2: Yeah, let's just say this was not Mnuchin's finest hour. He came up to the Hill this morning to try to convince House Republicans to vote for this debt ceiling suspension. It's a deal that uh, President Trump struck with uh, Democrats Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. Uh, most Republicans did not like this deal. Uh, however, was packaged with aid for victims of Hurricane Harvey, so many were under pressure. Uh, he came into the room and he uh, basically said, vote for this dealing for me. Uh, very reminiscent of Paulson's plea to Pelosi to vote for TARP. For him personally, uh, and he got hissed at and, and members got up and basically said, you're not one of my constituents. Uh, members came out afterwards saying it was intellectually insulting, uh, and basically, uh, really said that it was one of the weakest performances of a treasury secretary they had seen. Uh, one member even said that, uh, his performance went over as well as his wife's Instagram post. This is <laughs> an saw infamous, that. infamous, uh, Instagram uh, post by his wife denouncing a woman for, for being poor. So, uh, right now he's not very popular in this town.
0: Wow. Yeah. I saw that representative, uh, Ryan Costello, a Republican right. from Pennsylvania was the one who said that one, which, uh, which is really a, a zinger. Um, but you know, I have to wonder how much this highlights the increasing willingness of GOP congressmen to go against President Trump and his Appointees. I mean, is this something uh, that is sort of new, at least in its tone, about the public manner in which uh, GOP congressmen are coming out and criticizing the administration?
2: Well, you know, you see it from different parts. This was really one of the first times we'd seen really hardcore conservatives, many of whose uh, uh, districts. Uh, really went for Trump overwhelmingly. So they're kind of reluctant to criticize Trump when he comes out and makes statements that some people uh, characterize as being insensitive on racial issues, such as after the Charlottesville uh, incident. Uh, and you usually hear some uh, criticisms from Paul Ryan or, or others who are in mo- uh, more swing districts or moderate districts. Uh, but this time now you see the conservatives really flux some by this deal. Uh, with Pelosi and Schumer kind of feeling undercut, but they're also really uh, training fire and my colleague Anna Edgerton has this piece on that on the Bloomberg about, uh, you know, for training fire at, at Paul Ryan. Uh, they, they, they feel that the uh, House Republican leaders didn't put put in front of Trump, a really conservative alternative on the debt ceiling. Uh, one of the things that they're pushing is a cap, a 20 percent of GDP cap on spending. Now, something that would be very controversial, but nonetheless, they want to at least try that. Uh, so December is going to be very messy. And one of the things they asked Mnuchin in this meeting was, what's your plan for December? And uh, they basically said it was crickets. He did not answer that and left early for another engagement, he said. So uh, there's going to be some drama in December when this thing comes up again.
0: Can you give us a sense of the different factions within the GOP party right now uh, that we need to pay attention to? Because you're talking about the conservatives and they're expressing deep dissatisfaction with Paul Ryan, who's House Speaker. Uh, I just am trying to understand how much of the GOP they represent. And, you know, is there a voice that's kind of opposing them when you talk about messiness? Is it just going to be between Democrats and Republicans? Or is this an internecine issue as well?
2: Well, one of the things you need to understand is there's this group of 40 House Freedom Caucus members, and their essential uh, power play is that they were able to remove John Boehner as Speaker. Uh, You know, you need to have uh, the Republicans need to elect the Speaker. Only Republicans will vote for a Republican Speaker. So there is this uh, cudgel that they can use. And now they're holding fire right now, saying they're not going to try to plot to oust him. But that's always in the background. That's really the, the power play that they have. Otherwise, you know, speakers can go to Democrats as they did in this instance and really rely on them to pass spending bills, uh, in, a, in order to get out of, out of jail in this case when the deadline is looming. And that's kind of what the Democrats are counting on. In December, these deadlines will come up and, you know, you saw 133 uh Republicans uh, vote for this deal. You know, you could see something similar in a package. It, it, you know, of sort of the, the mainline Republicans plus what's the, the group that's called the Tuesday Group. These are pe- places from like, people from places like you know Pennsylvania and, and Ohio, their swing districts that don't really want uh, to see a shutdown or see that kind of brinksmanship. Uh, so those are the main factions that, that we have to pay attention to. Uh, you know, the conservatives are, are not all powerful, but they do have certain tools they can use to try to to get power.
0: So, Eric, can you give us a sense of whether House Speaker Paul Ryan has responded to some of the more public criticism about his lack of uh, presenting an alternative?
2: Well, you know, he, he's been meeting with them behind closed doors. You know, he comes from uh, the conservative wing, and he was a darling of the conservatives before he became Speaker and put into this very, you know, messy role. They say legislating is like sausage making. It is very ugly. Uh, you saw that. It was an embarrassing moment for Ryan when he denounced. Uh, a three-month uh, debt ceiling extension at a press conference, and hours later Trump undercut him. So, you know, he he is no longer sort of this pure ide- ideologue, uh, so he has to deal with that. But I think he's explaining that to members, and right now members are saying, you know, he's in a tough position, but they want to see this tax reform bill come through with a very deep uh, tax rate cut. And I think uh, Paul Ryan could redeem himself, uh, Mitch McConnell could redeem himself if that comes through in the eyes of conservatives. And that's one of the big dynamics we'll be following this fall up here on Capitol Hill.
0: Uh, is there any uh, feasibility or, or is is it realistic, uh, President Trump's proposal to remove the debt ceiling uh, deadlines that come up uh, regularly uh, entirely?
2: Well, you know, it's actually very interesting. That idea has support on the right and on the left. Uh, it's a, You know, we, we surveyed a lot of members yesterday for an article on the Bloomberg about this very topic. And there are members like you know, David Perdue, a strong ally of Trump. He's a senator from Georgia, one of Trump's best allies. He wants to get rid of it. But he wants to attach that to permanent, you know, spending reform, something right. like a spending cap. Uh, and then, you know, Democrats probably just want to get rid of it, uh, you know, entirely without necessarily having reforms or having a different right. type of Budget deal, so I mean, it could happen. You just have, you'd have to form a deal. Paul Ryan, right. however, has come out against it.
0: Thank you so much, Eric Wasson, Bloomberg News, congressional reporter, talking about uh, the GOP's annoyance
2: at Treasury Secretary Stephen mnucha I'm Lisa Abramowitz, this is Bloomberg.